Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Michaela. And this is Let's Let's Talk Talk About It. So this week we're going to be talking about Carol, the Kate Blanchett classic. Yes, but I don't think it's fair to just say that it's Kate Blanchett since most of it is about the other woman. I don't remember her name. Okay, but here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett is the star. Okay. If we're gonna if we're gonna talk about like who's receiving the most, uh, who's bringing in more views is Kate Blanchett. Yeah, but that's not fair. Okay, it's the Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara classic. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> So it came out in 2015. Pretty recent. That was when I graduated high school. Yes, me as well. Um, it was written by Phyllis Nagy. That's N-A-G-Y. Nagai? I don't know, but she's gay. The screenplay was written by her. And the screenplay nice. was based off of a book called Price of Salt, which was written by Patricia Highsmith, who was also gay. And it was directed by Todd Haynes, who I don't know much about him. Lots of gay to go around. Yes. Good good start. So this movie basically centers around, I would say probably mid-30s, a woman in her mid-30s and a woman who's maybe like late 20s. Yeah. And the Kate Blanchett's character is in her mid-30s, assuming. And she has a daughter and a husband. And Ex- it's very cl- At the time, he's still her <laughs> husband. You're right, you're right. And it's very clear that they're in an unhappy marriage, and mm-hmm. she has a best friend, Sarah Paulson, who they seem to have had some kind of romantic relationship in the past, and the husband is very insecure about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wants to leave him, but he has seems to have more power than her, and Obviously, it's not really... she's a man. Yeah. Or he's a man. It's not really, like, explicitly said, but it seems that they both come from like affluent family families but he is a guy so he has more power right um and throughout the movie he does threaten to take their daughter away from her we'll get to that (laughs) yeah but she's christmas shopping so this movie takes around the takes place around the holiday season which is really cool it's a christmas it's a gay christmas movie. yeah which you know we all need those (laughs) um she's christmas shopping and comes across this uh sales associate who is played by Rooney Mara, Mm -hmm. and her name is Therese. So um, just from that, like, first interaction between them, Kate Blanchett asks Rooney Mara's character, Therese, to, like, about the dolls that she's looking for. And that's just kind of, like, where the relationship starts. Uh, And it just goes on from there. I also want to mention you can watch this on Tubi. You watch it for free. Like, it's with ads, but it's free. It's the only place you can watch it for free. Other than that, you'll have to, like, rent it on Amazon or YouTube or something. Yeah. Um, It's also a Weinstein company produced. Yes. So we had watched this movie before this, and obviously that was before the entire scandal came out with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. and now watching it, this is the second movie that we've watched <laughs> that uh, is produced by the Weinstein Company. So Yikes. I wouldn't necessarily, how do I say it, recommend <laughs> watching this movie on a platform where you have to pay for it. Yeah. I would say stick with something like Tubi where like you're not directly contributing mm-hmm. to the company. But um, I mean, obviously, do what you have to do yeah. in order to watch it. If not. 
If you want, yeah. So one of the first things that we wanted to talk about was the differences that are so clearly... Oh, I don't think we mentioned. The movie takes place in the 50s? Yeah, I think it's like like late... I think it's early 50s. Early 50s, New York City and New Jersey. Mostly New York City, though. Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest things that we noticed were was the difference in... Well, not just the difference, the differences and the similarities in how gay women approach each other. Um, obviously, back then, it was a lot more a lot more of a cautious situation where you had to really, really, like, make sure not to, quote-unquote, offend anybody with your uh, approaches. Mm-hmm. But even within the first scene that Therese and Carol are together, it's really done with, like, body language and, mm-hmm. like... Little, little like, nuances, looks. yeah, yeah, uh, which is really interesting to watch. Thinking about how I personally have felt in the past whenever I had to, whenever I was interested in somebody or wondered if they were gay, and whether or not I felt safe to approach them mm. and like make a move or whatever. Doing it now, like in the in my present day, in comparison to how Carol and Rooney were acting it's really interesting because I still I like I feel like even currently it's like dangerous and it feels a little bit predatory to assume that another woman is into women Mm -hmm. uh and obviously that has to do with a lot of internalized homophobia and Mm -hmm. like external homophobia but just comparing my experiences to that experience it's really interesting yeah I also think it's funny that you said Carol and Rooney did I really? Yeah. <laughs> Carol and Therese are played yes. by Kate and Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, it would, wouldn't it be so nice if we could just know if someone was gay? Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. Them. Just do the thing, like, on TikTok where they're like, you can't see <laughs> me right now, but I'm putting my wrist down. Yeah. <laughs> also, sorry if you can hear bumps. We have people living above us. We just moved into a new apartment. And I think they're moving out. So if you can hear noises, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I, for me, I don't have experience with that, really. Well, let's let's change it to not a stranger. Let's change it to somebody who you are friends with. mm -hmm. And you've become interested in them, mm -hmm. hypothetically. And you don't know who Mm -hmm. they're attracted to. You know that they may be like men. Mm-hmm. Or you assume that they like men, but you don't know. They've never mentioned any attraction to women, but you're very attracted to them. Do you feel comfortable approaching them even though you don't know that they are? No, I don't. How how could we, like, get to a point where, like, is it ever going to get to the point where it doesn't feel like that, do you think? Like, it could be a little offensive at times to just assume that somebody is gay, right? But then, like, how do you know if you want to flirt with somebody? I guess, I guess... It's so scary because you don't know how the person will react. Yeah. If, because like you don't know, maybe someone's giving like a gay vibe, but they could be like a raging homophobe. Right. <laughs> and you go up to them. It's like how, like you can't not feel predatory unless you, unless there's no homophobia. <laughs> right. That I was going to um, answer your question to how do we get to a point where that doesn't happen, the only answer is, like, to (laughs) cure homophobia because uh, what you said earlier about 
um, it could be a little offensive to assume that someone's gay. It's mm-hmm. like, why is it offensive? True. Because it's not offensive to assume that someone's straight. It's only okay. offensive because some people would be offended by being classified as gay, which That's means true. that it's an insult. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, the only... The only way we're going to get past the feeling of, like, discomfort with assuming that somebody is gay or may or may not be interested in you is to cure homophobia. So clearly that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. We're going to have to stick to dating sites and just meeting people online. (laughs) That's the only way I know how. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you're lucky enough to live in the city where there are lesbian bars. Fun fact. Did you know that... um, New York City only has three lesbian bars in comparison to 50 gay men bars. Yeah. New York freaking city. Yeah. We'll have to open one, I guess. Oh, we should open a a lesbian coffee shop so that all the underaged people can Mm -hmm. find community. And we'll make it Christmas themed. No, we'll make it holiday themed. For whatever holiday. So that people feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> okay. Um, or you can make a cottage quarry. Mm, cottage quarry. Yeah. Yeah. I um, like that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so basically, Carol leaves her gloves. Also, I just thought it was really funny when um, Carol was like, what did you like to play with when you were a child? And Therese was like, I liked trains. I didn't like dolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When they were talking about Carol getting a gift for her daughter, yeah, she asked Therese what she liked to play with, yeah. and Therese was like, "Um, actually, <laughs> I was not into dolls. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> I'm different, and I don't want to fit in." <laughs> um, but okay, so Carol leaves her gloves at the store that Therese works. Yeah, and Therese was like, or Therese like found them and sent them to her. And then, with the train set. Oh, yeah, with the train set. And then Carol called and was like, thanks so much. Do you want to get lunch? As a thank you for sending my gloves back. Yeah, and Therese was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Which is something I really liked about this film, is that there didn't, there didn't seem to be any internal conflict with Therese. Like, she had a boyfriend, if mm-hmm. you will. She, I, don't, I think that she just had him... Because it was easy to have him. Yeah, like, he was, like, in love with her, which is really sad. But she was, like, she kept, like, uh, deflecting. Mm -hmm. Whenever they talked about any kind of commitment. Yeah, or, like, he was, like, I'm going to take you to Europe. She's, like, eh. And then at the lunch, Carol was, like, are you going to marry him? And she's, like, I don't even know what I want for breakfast tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, Just, like, deflect, like. Doesn't want to talk about it. But, like, with Carol, she's so sure about everything. Like, Carol's like, come to my house. She's like, yes. Mm-hmm. Let's have lunch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's go on a road trip. Yes. Yeah. And and I think that's really interesting because there isn't any, like, when But I'm a Cheerleader where she's like, no, I have a boyfriend. I'm a cheerleader. I'm a Christian. Therese is just like, yeah, I'm probably gay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's really cool and really interesting. Yeah. I see that very and like, often. When she realizes that she does probably have, like, feelings for this woman, Mm -hmm. she asks her boyfriend, or whatever he is, her entanglement, (laughs) um, if he thinks that, like, 
men who fall in love with men are just like born like that Mm -hmm. and he says no like something has to have happened and there's something wrong with you or whatever and she was like well you know like i don't know like what if it what if you're just normal and then you end up liking somebody who happens to be like you yeah and he was like, no, like, where are you even getting this from? <laughs> and she was just so calm. She was like, mm, I mean, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's, But we don't know, like, what was going on through her head. Obviously, but, yeah. Like, it just seemed very, like, she was so sure and so unashamed. And she did say that in the movie, didn't she? Like, at the end, after everything, the New York Times guy was, like, asking her questions. She oh, like, yeah. Ashamed. Yeah, he was like, you guys went away together. And she was like, yeah, we did. And yeah. it's like so fine like she's like yeah and what about it you know i just think that that's i don't know i really like that you don't see that a lot in like movies like this yeah especially in this time period yeah something that i thought was really funny was carol invited therese over to their house for like christmas not for christmas but like to help decorate the tree or whatever which also therese is kind of a creep because she just like was taking pictures of Carol, like, getting her tree, like, without yeah. Carol knowing. It was just a little Therese awkward. is an inspiring photographer. Oh, yeah. And um, Harge, which is a, not a, a, such an awful name, <laughs> but um, Harge is Carol's husband slash ex-husband. And he came home and saw that Therese was there, and he was like, uh, hello? And then <laughs> Carol was like... Or no, what did he say? He, he said, asked? how do you know my wife oh, to yeah. Therese? And Therese, and then Carol answered. And she was like, oh, uh, she works at this department store that I was getting our daughter's gift. And I left my gloves there and she sent them back to me. So I invited her over to thank her. <laughs> and Harge said, that's bold. <laughs> yeah, because Harge already knows the deal. Like yeah. he looked back at Carol and he was like, wow, that's bold. Yeah, <laughs> And I think that's... Honestly, it's so selfish. Like, he knows his wife is a lesbian. He refuses to accept it. And he still wants to be with her. What, for looks? I mean, I think it's because he loves her. He doesn't, obviously doesn't love her that much. Well, if he doesn't you mean, want like, to be happy. Self- selflessly? No. But how many people love selflessly? Not many. The guy from Disobedience. Right. But... <laughs> I think he loves her in his own way, and he loves, He doesn't realize that he can't change her. Yeah. I don't know. I just think Harge is an asshole. He is an asshole throughout the movie, and that's something that we'll talk about later. Yeah. And they got, like, they were supposed to spend, uh, Carol and her daughter were supposed to spend Christmas together, but Harge was like, my family's going to Florida. We're leaving tonight. And yeah, they, they had an away. arrangement where, like, she would spend Christmas Eve with Carol and then the daughter would go with Harge and his family for Christmas Day. Yeah. And then he showed up, like, mm-hmm. a few days before Christmas and was like, I'm taking her, and then told Carol, like, you can come, I can get you a flight. And she was like, I don't want to go with you guys. Mm-hmm. And during that time when they're having that fight, um, Therese was looking at the records and stuff. And... She was so nice because she turned up the music as to so she wouldn't hear what they were fighting about, which is something I would not. I would have turned the record player off. I would have put my ear up to that window <laughs> to hear what they were talking about. Yeah, that was very respectful yeah. of her. <laughs> oh, there was one thing I was a little bit confused about when so after that fight and everything, Carol. Oh no, Therese was like, "I should go" or something like that, and Carol was like, "Yeah, maybe you should." 
Yeah, and so for a little bit of backstory, Carol lives in New Jersey mm. in a house, and Therese lives in New York City, and Therese doesn't have a car. Yeah. So after this uh, blow-up between Carol and her husband, Therese obviously feels uncomfortable, and Carol's crying because her she can't spend Christmas with her daughter. Mm-hmm. And Therese says that she should leave, and Carol acts cold towards her and is like, yeah, you should. I'll drive you to the station. Mm-hmm. And then Therese takes the train home by herself. And uh, Carol was supposed to drop her off mm-hmm. home, but ended up not happening that way. And along the train ride home, Therese starts crying. Yeah. And uh, for me, I don't really, I mean, obviously it's just like uncomfortable, I guess, but I don't know why. I was trying to figure out why she was crying. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell what it was exactly. I think that it was purposely like that so that you could kind of have your own interpretation. Mm-hmm. I think personally for me, she was having a realization of like, oh, fuck, I like this person and this is going to be complicated. And I she has a family and a daughter and yeah. a husband and it's like really messy and... I think that was when she had her realization. It was overwhelming. So you think that it was because of, like, she was getting involved with a just a person in general? You don't think it was, like, a gay thing? I think it was a gay thing. Oh, you think it was a yeah. gay thing? I think it was a gay thing, and I think it was the fact that it was so complicated yeah. in addition to the fact that it's a gay thing. Mm, okay. And she doesn't, Therese, like, doesn't talk to anyone either. Yeah. She only talks to, like, Richard and Carol. Yeah. So, like, she never, like, in a lot of movies, like, a person will start crying, and then someone will be like, hey, what's wrong? Yeah. And then they'll they'll let you know what's going on. But, like, this didn't have any of that, like, dialogue. So yeah. you don't know what she's thinking. Yeah. I also think that it may have been because it was, like, really late and she was taking the train by herself. <laughs> I don't know. True. <laughs> oh, yeah. Harge? Harge hit Carol with a thing called a morality clause. Do you remember what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, like, yeah, they said that it was like a, that she had a pattern of, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, so after the whole debacle <laughs> where he wanted to take her, their daughter to Florida for Christmas, mm-hmm. Carol went to go see their lawyer because mm-hmm. they were in the middle of a divorce and the lawyer said that Harge, she could not see. So keep in mind, this is right before Christmas. So this is like early December. Mm-hmm. And the lawyer tells her that she won't be able to see her daughter until maybe March. Yeah. Because Harge is suing for full custody of their daughter mm-hmm. on the grounds of a morality clause. <laughs> because Carol has engaged in inappropriate homosexual acts, yeah. which makes her unfit to be a mother. She has a pattern of yeah. homosexual acts. Yeah. So she loses it, obviously, mm-hmm. and goes to her best friend, Sarah Paulson, who, al- who also has a pattern of <laughs> homosexual acts. Yeah. And... Tries to, like, figure out what to do um, and gets overwhelmed and decides to leave. She mm-hmm. wants to take a trip. So she invites Therese to go with her. And they go on this, like, road trip for a month, I think. It's probably a month. And before she leaves, Therese tells Richard that she's going. And so Richard, has been, Richard is her boyfriend. Yeah. Has been planning a trip to Europe, the two of them, mm-hmm. for, like, God knows how long. And he's been saving money for this trip. And Therese 
is like unsure if she wants to go on this trip for the past like few months and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden from one day to the next carol's like come with me and she's like okay yeah so she pays her rent through february and Therese does that. yeah yeah Therese uses her savings to pay her rent through february and then says like packs up her stuff and is like yeah i'm leaving and richard's like okay you have an insane crush on this woman <laughs> and you're letting it taint your like opinions yeah and you're gonna regret it and I think, oh, by the way, um, any Office fans out there, Richard's played by Plop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember him, one of the, it was an intern? He was like a junior salesman. A junior? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, just had to put that out there. <laughs> um, but I just thought that that was interesting that like they had that conversation about like, there, he was like, there's something wrong with you or whatever. But like, he was mad. He wasn't so much mad that it was that she had a crush on a woman. He was mad that she was leading him on, which mm-hmm. is totally understandable because she was. She was kind of being a dick about yeah. it. And I just thought that it was it was just kind of nice, I guess, that like he wasn't making a big deal about the fact that she liked a woman, but that he she was leaving him for a woman yeah which is fucked up yeah because she clearly didn't have the feelings that he, he had. had so yeah. he was a hundred percent right to be upset about that yeah but i just thought that it was cool that that he was just like you have a crush not you have a crush on a woman yeah yeah well, that was nice so an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes into the movie we finally see these two women kiss yeah before that it was literally just intense stares and like googly eyes like passionate (laughs) caresses yeah like there were no there was no mention of feelings there was Mm -hmm. no mention of like anything Mm -hmm. remotely romantic and then an hour and 15 minutes they just go for it yeah they're at like the second hotel and on their road trip and they just like therese has drunk has been drinking wine Oh, and in the, the beginning of the movie, she's like, wine makes me feel naughty. Yeah. Uh, so she's drinking some wine, and she, you know, she's hit with a lot of bravery, and she's like, take me to bed. Mm-hmm. And then they have sex. Mm-hmm. And all the while, Harge hired someone to spy on them, and he got the whole... Sex on audio. The, the whole sex. <laughs> And sent it to Harge. Yeah. To use for the case. Yeah. So now Harge has audio proof mm-hmm. that Carol is having sex with women. Yeah. And is going to use it against her to get full custody of their daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, before they found out that they were being recorded, um, they were both so, like, pleased mm-hmm. and, like, woke up in a good mood. And they were like, okay, we're going to head out now, you know, and they're getting ready. Mm-hmm. And then Kara goes to go check out while Therese is, like, packing the car. And mm. uh, there's, like, a, tel- a message or yeah. something. I don't remember. And Carol figures it out. She mm-hmm. figures out that the guy that they had met who's staying right next to them is a spy that was hired. Mm-hmm. So she barges into his room with, with gun. her gun. <laughs> yeah. She barges into his room and she's, like, like give me the tapes, like, uh really upset obviously and Therese is like running after her asking what's wrong and then he's like Harge already has the tapes like I got paid to do this job and that's what I did and so they're obviously really upset and Carol like knows that like her life is over right like they have proof that she's a homosexual and like (laughs) she's gonna use it against 
they're going to use it against her for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, with the what we were mentioning about Therese earlier, that she doesn't seem phased about the fact that people know that she's gay. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, obviously she's upset for Carol. Yeah, that's devastating. Yeah, but she seems very okay with her gayness, yeah. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Carol decides to leave Therese because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to involve her anymore mm-hmm. and goes back to Harge and agrees to go to psychotherapy in order to get to see her daughter again yeah. because and- she knows Harge will give her access to the daughter if she agrees to live with him. Which is such a shitty fucking thing to do. If you're, like, a parent going through a divorce, you do not use your kids as pawns. Yeah. That's so fucked up. It's traumatizing for the kid. It's traumatizing for the parent who is a fit parent. Like, Carol clearly loves her daughter so much. Yeah. And so the fact that he is using his daughter to like essentially win carol back or whatever Mm -hmm. like force carol to come back is so fucked up yeah and like if you do that you're such a shitty person that you don't deserve to see your kid yeah (laughs) and like when he attempted to take her away for christmas he had to come back before christmas because her his daughter was crying that he wanted she wanted to be with her mom yeah and so he came back and carol had already left which Mm -hmm. is what made him really angry is the fact that she wasn't just there waiting for him (laughs) even though he said he was going to be gone till after christmas Mm -hmm. so he's just like so pissed over the whole situation decides to use essentially revenge porn but like audio against her as revenge porn as it could get in the 50s yeah and i i do think that he wasn't ever planning to use it i think he was planning to scare her yeah because he assumed that she would just go back to him which which is what she did yeah which is still just as fucked up yeah definitely um so carol goes back and like kind of cuts therese off and therese is heartbroken and Mm-hmm. calls her constantly until one day she just decides to stop calling mm-hmm. her. Um, and Carol is in therapy and finally gets to see her daughter after, like, three months of yeah. not seeing her. Like, time has passed since, yeah. like, like, the end of the movie. T- like, a few months have passed, right? Yeah. So she gets to see her daughter and they're still, like, fighting for custody. And... Then there there comes a scene where, like, they're in a room together. It's, like, the two lawyers, um, Carol and her husband, and they're basically coming to an agreement where it's, like, you stop, you cut off access with all these women, mm-hmm. uh, go back to Harge, and you guys can just live your life the way you were living it before. Yeah. And then her lawyer is fighting, like, no, we want, like, half and half custody. Mm-hmm. And then she, and then they get to, into like a screaming battle, and she gets like fed up, and she stands up, and she's like, "No, here's what's gonna happen. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot live a lie. Like, I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't do those things through my own free will. Like, I wanted to be with Therese, and mm-hmm. that's fine. And I'm not going to pretend like I didn't want to. But putting our daughter through this is so selfish. So I'm not gonna do it anymore. Yeah. So what's gonna happen is. You're going to take full custody, but I want visits, and 
uh, that's just what's going to happen because that's what's better for the, for our daughter. And I don't want to see us grow to hate each other through this. We're going to hate each other. I don't know how she doesn't hate him. Already. I know. <laughs> and so he, you could tell he feels bad when she does that because she's obviously acting like the bigger person. Yeah. So she says, like, please, I don't want us to become uglier people than we already are. <laughs> Just agree to this. Yeah. So he agrees to it. So mm-hmm. he gets full custody of their daughter. Is that what is that what happened though? I thought it was just left like she just left it. I didn't no, know no. That. Oh. He he gets full custody and she confirms it when she has dinner with Therese. Oh. So okay. the first thing she does when she finishes this whole speech, she calls Therese and she's like, "Please have like lunch with me or something." Mm-hmm. So Therese and her go and meet for lunch. She explains the situation. She says that she got an apartment on Fifth Avenue and she's going to be working as a buyer at a furniture store. Yeah, and Therese is working at the, the New, New York, York Times, Times now. As a yeah. photographer. I think right? now now she's just a clerk. Oh, yeah. okay. So they have lunch and Carol just goes for it and is mm-hmm. like, I got an apartment, move in with me. Yeah, bold. And Therese is like, no. And then she's, like, like, basically, like, Therese is, like, fuck you. You broke my heart, yeah. you know? And Carol's, like, well, uh, I hope you change your mind. I'm going to be at the Oak Room tonight mm-hmm. if you do meet me there. And Therese goes to this party, and she sees her ex-boyfriend with a new girl. And, like, yeah, she also, she's... Sorry. No. Okay. She also starts, like, not flirting, but, like, another woman comes yeah. in to, like, flirt with her. With and the, the eye tension and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And Carol's just, like, not into it. Therese. Oh, Therese, sorry. Therese is just, like, not into it. Yeah. But I thought that was cool that they, like, put that in there because it was, like, Carol's not the only woman she could be with, you know? Yeah. Like, there are other women, but she chooses Carol at the end. She mm-hmm. chooses to go to the Oak Room where Carol's having dinner and mm-hmm. drinks and that's where the movie ends and it's yeah. kind of assumed like yeah she moves in with her and like i hope the fuck they did i mean she said if you change your mind meet me there and she yeah, did so <laughs> i think that like it's obviously like they move in together and like i would like to together. see i want i want a movie where that is like the middle of the movie and you get to see like after, right? Yeah, yeah, I get to see I get to see Therese becoming a photographer at the New York Times and Carol like being a furniture buyer and yeah. seller for the stars of New York City and yeah. then living happily ever after and Harge finally coming around. I want to see that. Yeah. It always cuts off when it gets either really good or bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you never get to see what happens afterward. Yeah. Like Gay films just, like, blue ball you until you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we never get to see the happily ever after. We just get yeah. to see the coming out and the hard process of dealing with your friends and family. And, like... Yeah. Which, like, obviously is, like, you need that. Yeah. But, like, you can have that and also show... Especially with how long this fucking movie is. Yeah. <laughs> it is so long. Like, yeah. it is over two hours long. Mm-hmm. And... The first few times that I watched this movie, I did not enjoy it because it was so long. Mm-hmm. And I got so tired halfway through. It's just, it moves really slowly. Like yeah. what we said before, like it, it's an hour into the movie yeah. until they even kiss. Yeah. Which I feel like is kind of, like it just builds the tension, at least. It gets boring. <laughs> did Did you like it more this time? I definitely did like it more this time. I think that knowing... How slow the movie is gives you a better, like, chance of enjoying it because you, like, are not expecting it to move fast. You know Mm -hmm. how the pace is. And so I, like, didn't 
there wasn't a lot of anticipation whereas like the first time i watched it it was like oh my god this is so fucking slow like Mm -hmm. when is anything gonna happen Mm -hmm. um but the way that it's like filmed and the like outfit and the soundtrack like everything is so beautifully done yeah um and like even just like obviously the way that it's written is beautiful beautiful like but it's written more like a book because I think it that is from a book. <laughs> yeah, I think that the pace that it goes at is consistent with a book. Yeah, it's like you're reading, except the only thing is, is that you don't know what they're thinking. Exactly, which would make it a lot better if you didn't know what they're thinking. Yeah, but, yeah, it's beautifully done. You have to go into it with an open mind and patience because mm-hmm. it does take a while to like get to the point. Yeah, uh, but I would say that I did really enjoy it this time. Yeah, I, I. I wasn't super into it the first time. Yeah. But this time I definitely, like, I liked watching it. I feel like watching it and trying to analyze it makes it more interesting than just watching it just to watch it. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack in the movie, and I feel like Mm it would be a good movie to write an essay on. Yeah. Well, I was looking up um, trivia, and I saw that someone talked about, like, how, like, like, they use smoking as symbolism, mm-hmm. which I think is real. I really I like when films have like things like that. Mm-hmm. I usually can't figure them out until I read about them. Yeah, <laughs> like so Carol, whenever she's like overwhelmed or stressed, yeah, um, she's smoking. Like she smokes a lot. I think I read she smoked like twenty times in the movie or something <laughs> like that. Ten times, I don't remember. She yeah. smoked a lot. Yeah, but like the entire time on the road trip. She didn't smoke once. Yeah. The entire road trip. And it's because she was raising because she felt at peace and she yeah. felt content. Whereas, like, uh, like every other time, especially, like, with uh, Harge, the fight that she had with Harge for Christmas, um, she didn't have cigarettes. Yeah. So she was like, of course, when, they, when you think things couldn't get any worse, you run out of cigarettes. So I just thought that that was, I just think it's really cool in movies, like, do subtle things like that. Yeah, which is also going back to, like, how consistent it is with the way that a book is written. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Um, another trivia fact. <laughs> <laughs> the British Film Institute in 2016... Oh, I got all my facts from IMDb, by the way. I want to cite my sources. Okay. <laughs> the British Film Institute in 2016 named Carol the best LGBTQ plus movie of all time. I don't think I agree with that. I definitely do not agree with that. It is a good movie, but I mm-hmm. 100% do not agree with that. Yeah. I think that it is... It is super well done and mm-hmm. representative of the queer experience mm-hmm. for some people. I think it's a beautiful holiday movie. <laughs> yeah. But to be named the best one, yeah, that's, a, that's intense. That's a stretch. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there are more contenders. Yeah, I mean, it's an ambiguously ended movie where, like, you don't even know they for sure end up together. How could that possibly be the best one? (laughs) I I wonder how many straight people voted. Yeah. Yeah. What do you rate it? I think I rate it... I think I would rate it a three out of five. I liked it. It was a good movie. It was a little slow, but, Mm -hmm. like... And I wish, obviously, it had ending that showed me what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. But obviously, I can't ask for that. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, three out of five. 
What about you? I say I would give it like a 3.5, 3. 3.7. Oh, wow. 3.7. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I think, agreeing with you, I think it was a really slow movie, but I do think that it was beautifully done. I think it was beautifully written. Um, I enjoyed the casting. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a diverse cast, so losing points there, but taking into account the fact that these are affluent people in the 50s in the United States, I couldn't have expected them to be yeah. <laughs> really diverse. So it is historically accurate from what I'm aware of. <laughs> um, but it is really slow. I don't know. It just it moves at a really slow pace. But taking into account how much is packed into the movie, mm-hmm. I do think that it is like reasonably long. Mm-hmm. Like It makes sense. I think that but they yeah. could, given how long it was, they could have cut some parts out. Yeah, no, and there were some parts that were just, like, wanted. fillers. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I would say 3.5-ish. Yeah. So, yeah, I do recommend watching it. I maybe recommend watching it more than once. There's a <laughs> lot in there, and because it's so long, sometimes you might drift, and you'll miss things that are important. Mm-hmm. But, overall, I do recommend it. And, ooh, next week we're going to yes. be talking about The Handmaiden. Oh, I yeah. love this movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Honestly, when I watched it, I was not expecting to enjoy it. But I think, honestly, it's one of my favorite lesbian movies that I've watched. I think this is one of the best. If we're voting for, like, <laughs> best LGBTQ plus movie of all time, this yeah. has to be on the list. Yes, definitely. It's so good. All right, I think that's it. Yeah, have a good day. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening.